0: Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones, dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. Anyone grow up singing that? Or maybe you sing that now to kids in your lives? (coughs) The knee bones connected to the thigh bone. There are lots of versions today. The main thing that changes between them is a line after dem bones, dem bones. Today it sometimes says, shake dem skeleton bones. Or, oh, them noisy dry bones. But the original lyrics go back to scripture. So rewind your brains from hearing the beautiful story of Lazarus to the first reading today <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 37, a passage known as the Valley of the Dry Bones. Ezekiel's probably our most psychedelic prophet. He had extraordinarily vis- vivid dramatic visions, and in this one, God takes him to the middle of a valley of dry bones. There are tons of them strewn about, so many bones that God takes Ezekiel, tours him around them, and I imagine they look bleached out and white, kind of like those southwestern desert skulls that Georgia O'Keeffe would paint, stripped of any sign of life of any connection to one another. And God asks Ezekiel, can these bones live? Amidst death and utter hopelessness, God is asking him, can these bones live? So it's not Ezekiel asking God, pleading, please bring these poor people back to life. Instead, it's the other way around. God asking, can these bones live? I probably would have said no. Or maybe I'd be so freaked out that God's talking to me, I'd be like a gaping fish out of water. Maybe I'd deflect and say, well, I can't imagine a way. Uh, What about you, God? Which might be closer to what Ezekiel does. He says, "O oh Lord, God, you know." Not, "O oh God, you can make anything live." And he doesn't say, "Oh God, that's ridiculous." But simply, "God, you know. Is this a statement of faith? An affirmation of God's power? A prayer, a desire? We don't know. The vision comes to Ezekiel of all these dry bones when he and the people of Israel are in exile in Babylon. They're at a time when they feel totally and utterly helpless and abandoned by God. Their temple has been destroyed. They've been uprooted from their lives, forcibly relocated to Babylon, a strange place, forced to do labor that is strange to them, bleak, <clears throat> hopeless, and asking themselves, where is Almighty God? He was supposed to be our protector. God's supposed to be our protector and shield, our rock and our foundation. How could He have abandoned us? And that is the foundation, the context for this vision of dry bones personal despair, but even in a bigger sense, communal despair. And into this hopelessness, God breathes life. God says to the bone, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am Lord. And God's breath, when it comes, we get this scene kind of out of Halloween of bones rattling and reassembling the ankle bone to the leg bone. The Hebrew word for what causes this reassembling, the Hebrew word for breath, God speaking, is ruach. Ruach has three meanings, and they're all at play in this text. Fourteen different mentions of this word ruach. It means breath, wind, and spirit. So these 14 times repeated, probably crying out to us saying, pay attention, this almighty force of creation and recreation, Ruach, is with us. Breath, wind, spirit, just like in the first chapter of Genesis, when God creates the world with breath, speaking, let there be light. God creates the world with wind moving over the waters. And God creates humankind, all of us, in God's image, with the spirit, the breath of God within us. Ruach. Creation out of nothing. And here, in this vision of Ezekiel, it's recreation out of death. Now, putting the bones together isn't enough. God makes The renewed flesh and bones breathe, and God says, I will put a spirit within you. God identifies that these bones are the bones of Israel, the bones of the hopeless people, the lost people, the exiled people, the captured people. God's breath and spirit transforming life into life is not just for the individual's but it's for the whole people, a vast multitude come alive, says Ezekiel. And these bones are all reanimated to know God. There are people who, in that re-creation, know that God is Lord. Now, the song Dem Bones was written to capture this hope amidst death and despair, It was written in the tradition of African-American spirituals from the time of slavery. These spirituals captured Scripture's story of salvation. So imagine how compelling it would be to hear them bones them bones coming to life in that context. But in reality, the song wasn't written during slavery. It emerged afterwards, when there had already been a taste of deliverance. Almost like the Israelites being delivered into the promised land and then having that taken away. For people freed from slavery, the promise of freedom did not come to life immediately. Poverty reigned. Racism, segregation reigned. Many ways like it does today, albeit playing out in very different ways. In slavery's time, there had been an oral tradition of sermons that passed from plantation to plantation, from preacher to preacher, and the Valley of the Dry Bones was one of the most popular. And after slavery, the Dry Bones sermon continued to resonate deeply. It reached into the depths of pain of a people oppressed, no longer by physical chains, but by socioeconomic chains. And this song and that sermon reached in and declared, there will be life. It was written in the 1920s. And it was written to accompany the Dry Bones sermons. The author, James Weldon Johnson, was a writer, a a lawyer. He ended up being a diplomat for the United States, and he was a civil rights activist. And he wrote this when he was the head of the NAACP. And he was witnessing firsthand the early generations after slavery losing hope he wrote them bones to add this musical dimension this way this embodied way that we would take the breath of song the spirit of god in us and sing hope the message of scripture becoming breath becoming song and becoming hope by 1928 there were several versions that have been recorded and they were all punctuated by the repeated line Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. And it's a line that has virtually disappeared from modern versions because in modern times it's pretty much an anatomy lesson song. Ruach, God's word, God's breath, God's spirit blows into us proclaims that death doesn't get the last word for us as individuals or as a collective people in our community, our society, or the world. Spiritual death is a reality as much as physical death is to virtually every one of us. We've all had painful losses of what's dear to us, be it through our own destructive actions, or destructive movements of society, or through illness. Valleys of dry bones, our own valleys, and valleys of despair where we wonder, where is God? Ezekiel's vision is not only that God has the power to recreate us out of death to move into that despair, move into our valleys, but that in that recreation, our faith will be restored. We will know God. So what valley of bones might you be struggling with? Where hopelessness or despair may have hold on your heart? And here we are on the precipice of Holy Week, when Jesus himself walks towards death and Jesus himself has flashes of no persecution's too much take this cup from me This week I think of Ezekiel's inviting us to identify our dry bones the dry bones around us which ones need to go up on the cross which ones are crying out for new life And we have an incredible chance in Holy Week to embody this transformation from death to life. We can walk through all the Holy Week services, and I encourage you to attend as many as you can. We start next Sunday with Palm Sunday and the triumphant arrival of Jesus in Jerusalem. That moment of hope, we are delivered, the Messiah is here, and that moment of hope that instantly turns to his trial, crucifixion, and death. Maundy Thursday, we remember the Last Supper when Jesus gave us the bread and the wine, his body, his blood, to take into us, just like God's breath. On Good Friday, we'll sit with the despair of being like the bones in the valley. We'll sit with despair as Jesus dies on the cross And then it all culminates with my absolute favorite service, the Great Vigil of Easter on Saturday evening. The beginning, we're sitting here in candlelight and we hear the story and scripture of salvation, including this Ezekiel one. So if you weren't paying attention earlier, come back on Saturday, you'll hear it again. We reaffirm our baptismal vows in that candlelight We reaffirm the hope we have in Christ, our commitment to follow Christ and walk into this hope, walk into the new life. And then, bam, Christ is risen and our bells ring and joy breaks out. Death does not get the last word. So let us courageously look this week at our dry bones. Let's be brave and explore and expose them so that they, too, can be reanimated by God's breath, God's spirit, ruach. Fill us with life. Can these bones live? Yes, God, they can. Amen.